Welcome back to Dare to Develop. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner, and today we're welcoming Amanda Rose of AGS Photo Art. We're hearing from her today about how she dared to move cross-country to restart her business. We both had the pleasure of meeting Amanda Rose at various workshops and conferences that we've attended on the West Coast, and we're so glad she's now a West Coaster like us. So let's get it started. You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner, and we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves work wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. Welcome back to Dare to Develop. Today we have Amanda Rose of AGS Photo Art, a hybrid photographer based out of Carmel, California. We can't wait to hear from you about how you dared to restart on a new coast and took so many risks. Thanks for being here today, Amanda Rose. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit more about you and your business for our listeners? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So my name is Amanda Rose Grace Zezrak, and my business name is AGS Photo Art. AGS are my initials, and Photo Art represents the darkroom work I originally started with. Um, at 32 years old, uh, I live in Carmel Valley, California with my partner, Jonathan. Uh, I like to say partner because he's my boyfriend, but it sounds like we're still in high school. Um, <laughs> so we've been here for a little over six years. Some hobbies I really enjoy are running. I've gotten to, into uh, spin classes recently, yeah. hiking, and we live right next to Big Sur. So um, jealous. Big Sur is like, <laughs> yeah. So Big Sur is like a big thing for us. So Yeah. So I've been photographing for a little over 15 years and I've been in business for uh, 10 years. So that's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. There are three parts of my business, but two are main parts for half of my business. And part of what I'm known for is being a hybrid wedding and portrait photographer for, you know, the authentic romantic and timeless couples. I use both film and digital mediums for the other half of my business, which most people don't know. I actually do tons of events and studio work. Hmm. Yeah, so 50% of my business is that. I have a studio in downtown Monterey where I photograph everything from branding headshots, bridal boudoir products to my personal work. For events, I do a lot of corporate and event coverage and conferences. I work for companies like Stanford University and East West Bank. That's amazing. I love that you have so many different parts to your business. Yeah, no, I really, I do have like a main niche of just working with like weddings and stuff like that, but I can't do weddings Monday through Thursday unless we're doing elopements in Big Sur. Mm -hmm. So um, I do a lot of corporate stuff during the week. And then the third part of my business is really just my personal lifelong work with film. That's amazing. So what kind of things are you exploring in your personal work? So I've actually been diving really deep into film with flash in my Mm. studio. I do a lot of bridal portraits. I originally started with fashion work in college. So I, you know, I've been diving deeper into bridal portraits, flash with film, bridal boudoir with film and using flash. So yeah, I love it. So much fun. So the reader's digest of how I got to where I am today. (laughs) It all started in the eighth grade with a film camera that a friend gave to me. Her uncle was a National Geographic photographer. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> she had all of his film gear. 
And she knew I was interested, but I definitely couldn't afford a camera. So she <laughs> gave it to me. Aww. Amazing. Yeah, literally the best gift ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a 35 millimeter uh, AE1 program camera. And uh, I started playing with it and really loved how it made me feel. I felt powerful and with purpose. In high school, only the 11th and 12th graders were allowed to take photography courses. I begged my photography teacher, Mrs. Stone, to allow me to have an independent study. That time my life was super difficult for my family and photography was kind of like an outlet for me. Uh Uh, I was able to kind of express how I felt, have some freedom. So it was really important for me at that time. In high school, I started uh, interning with a local studio. And the owner, she was a single mom with two boys. And in my eyes, she was incredibly successful. Uh, I looked up to her. She was kind of like a mentor for me. She, she encouraged me to continue because she thought I was really talented. After high school, I went to Marywood University in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, studied uh, fine art film there. Mm. I was there for four years, so I have a BFA. I kind of felt like I was the underdog in my mm, photography class. My professor at the time had doubts about me. He mentioned once that he thought I would never amount to anything. Oh, my Um, goodness. Yeah, which is super crazy, but it kind of drove me to do better. But little did he know that I would be the only student to create large handmade prints in the darkroom. Yeah, like, I mean, like, really big prints, like. Three foot by four foot prints. Oh, man. Yeah. So one print would take me about a month to create. I'm one of the only students from that year that is actually running a business and made a career out of it. That's amazing. Showing him wrong. Yeah. I'll I'll accept the challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So for a large print like that, were you exposing like each like mini quadrant one at a time? Is that how you would do that? Good question. It's so long now that I've done that, but I was using an eight by 10 film camera. Okay. And so my, you know, my exposures were, some of them were like 10 to 15 minutes long. Oh. Yeah. But the way I had to project them was on a wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So each section was kind of like a quadrant, if you will, when um, figuring out the times for the actual print. Yeah. Um, But it took me, I mean, there was different sections that need to be burned and dodged and yeah. stuff like that. So to have like one, one print, like one good print, it would take mm-hmm. like a month for me to figure out. How to oh, do yeah. I was like, cause I, I learned in the, the dark room too. And just, I was thinking about even printing an eight by 10 photo took a lot of thought and knowing what you're doing. And so I can't <laughs> imagine printing something that large, especially if you had to do it in sections. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was really cool. So So that's where, that's kind of like where my high school was and how I started with that. So I officially made AGS Photo Art a legal business as an LLC the same year graduating college in 2010. I moved to Philadelphia that summer and I was there for about four years and I photographed for myself, two other photographers, and then I also worked in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I basically had like seven jobs (laughs) at one point. Literally, I was trying to, you know, save money for, you know, bigger dreams, for camera equipment, all that stuff. But, I mean, everything was paid for. So, I was super busy, and then I met Jonathan. I feel like they come when you're out looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. They totally do, right? Um, <laughs> so, when we first started dating, we talked a lot about San Francisco and how we wanted to move out there someday. And within the first year of us uh, being together, I knew he was the one. I was like, oh, you're my person, you know? <laughs> and then... 
he actually took a trip out to California to visit a friend and he literally never came back. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he asked me, he's like, well, are you coming or not or what? And I was like, okay. So I, so I took the risk and I moved to be with the one I love and I picked up my business and moved cross country, you know? Amazing. Yeah. The great reason to move. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I still feel like he's a good reason to move. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, so everything moved really quickly. We actually never ended up in San Francisco. You know, we stumbled upon Carmel and it felt like home. So we stayed here. But I'm going to be honest, it started off really hard moving to a new place. I had prepped as much as I could for the few months before I moved. I knew I had to be prepared as much as possible in order to start, you know, start up quickly again here. Mm-hmm. I labeled myself a bi-coastal wedding photographer for quite a few years just because Mm -hmm. I was back and forth with weddings. Yeah, that makes sense. Was mainly like when you moved out here, you were still going back to the Pennsylvania area to shoot? Oh, yeah. I was probably flying at least every other month. And um, I mean, one year I traveled like 15 times. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, back and forth. But I mean, in Monterey, I'm a transplant, right? So Mm -hmm. I start over and from the East Coast, everyone knew there was always work. So... My mission has always been the same in my business, though. It's to expand and have a studio with a team, a small team of associates who could photograph things while I'm traveling or photographing a wedding. Mm-hmm. I don't plan on photographing weddings forever. I would, I'm trying to have like a studio and brand and kind of have associates under me. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So today I have two associate girls on my team. I have an office in Carmel Valley that we call The Cottage. It's super cute. And then we have a collaborative studio we opened up in downtown Monterey, where we offer the studio to photographers to rent and have a place to photograph indoors. Oh, that's amazing. We'll need to come check it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So so that's how I'm at today. And that's a lot in those 15 years. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So we'd love to talk a little bit more about restarting on the new coast. And I know you dove into that a little bit, but are there some struggles you encountered moving to a new area? Like what was that process like of having to pick up your business and move it to a new location, let alone thousands of miles away? Yeah. So there was definitely a struggle. I mean, before I left, I tried to prep in some way. Mm -hmm. I was saving money just in case uh, it took me a few more months longer to kind of start up again. So I saved up some money. I did a bunch of ads on, you know, I mean, this was five years ago, right? 2015 that Mm -hmm. I moved to California. So I feel like uh, I was using Craigslist ads. I was on, I made a Yelp account. Mm -hmm. I was using wedding wire. I was doing all of those things to kind of make my name known Mm -hmm. out here before I even got here. Oh, that's so smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I tried as much as possible to do that, you know, and I was, I probably had like two or three months, like heads up, like that's what I was doing. I also dove into like market research like as soon as possible. I started contacting photographers as, as if I were a client. I was looking at local, you know, local photographers to see like who they were, what they were offering, what kind of price points they were at. Because I didn't know what market I was moving into. Mm-hmm. You know, I also joined like the Rising Tide club you know there's the Tuesdays together excuse me yeah that actually helped a lot for when I first moved here but I also did like meetups and you know like Craigslist ads and with you know stuff so so yeah that's what I had to do I love it do you feel like you're fully established now in Carmel like how or how long did that transition take from moving your business 
Um, I feel like it took me about three years to really get established here. Mm-hmm. My struggles were, you know, I moved from a city. So the mm-hmm. city had a lot of opportunity. There was constant jobs left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Carmel and Monterey, it, it's a smaller town. There's not as many people around. We're further from the city for opportunity. Some of the biggest struggles were getting uh, wedding venues to look at my work and give me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, they would say, you have you have to be referred by five, five brides and photograph here four times before we can consider you to be on our list. Mm-hmm. And that kind of blew my mind since I had so much experience already, you know, 10 years of shooting and they kind of shooed me away. Yeah. They made it really difficult to have a chance. I kept, I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. for a while. Like I can't I, get those clients without shooting there and I can't shoot there without having the clients. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of like where I was at for a little bit. It was tricky. So I knew it was going to take me a while to kind of get in here. I didn't know at the time, but everyone was doing styled shoots. And when I reached out to offer my services to venues, like, you know, come photograph their grounds or give them headshots and stuff like that, they kind of already said that they had enough material. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that was one other door that was shut. But I think the most difficult thing was connecting and making friends. You know how hard it is to make friends when you're an adult? Yes. <laughs> it is. We completely understand that. <laughs> Especially when you're in an area where you don't have any connection, like a family member, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we had no one here. Yeah. We had no one. So it was super hard. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I even, when we first moved here, I was on... You know, I went to like meetup groups, uh, running groups, and I even like looked at friends on Craigslist. We'll hop back to the conversation in just one moment, but we wanted to tell you about a free community we're building for all of our listeners. Join us on Facebook at Dare to Developers, a group for creatives to find community, access free resources, get tips and tricks from all of our guests and more. Join us at the group. We hope to see you there. I mean, it's a small town where it's a military town that we live in. So, so yeah, that was the hardest part for me was actually trying to make friends. And then when you make friends, you get referrals and, Mm -hmm. you know, word of mouth starts to happen Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So what do you feel like changed? So you were able to make those connections. I think the longer that I was here and the more I hustled and got into groups and tried to make real connections with people. Mm -hmm. That really changed everything for me. I wasn't trying to meet like 100 people at once. I was just slowly chipping away at like local businesses and visiting them often and introducing myself. And as an adult, I had to really put myself out there and be like, hey, yeah, I'm a local photographer. My name's Amanda. I'm AGS Photo Art. And, you know, so I think I just had to talk a lot about my business in front of people Mm -hmm. and introduce myself and put myself in places that I was uncomfortable and just kind of, you know, a hustle. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. kind of back to your college days and the professor didn't uh, believe in it. So you just come back to that and it's uh, come full circle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we all hit challenges in life, mm-hmm. right? There's people who doubt us, but, and, you know, things happen. But I think as long as we keep moving forward and keep challenging ourselves, and I think you know, we just were better off that way. So, so true. I know when I moved out to Sacramento where we both are now, it probably took me a good three years to find friends. Like I had the same, I had my now husband, 
but I literally knew no one else and slowly, you know, befriended a coworker at my day job. But even then, like it took a good three years to even figure out how to make friends and that you have to put yourself out there and you have to want to introduce yourself in an awkward, crowded room when you really would rather talk to no one. So I yeah, totally feel that. <laughs> Definitely difficult for sure. Do you think the way that you were marketing changed from beforehand? Um, yes and no. I did what I was normally doing on the East Coast, mm-hmm. like photographer referrals and meeting planners. And But like I said, I had to hustle because I was a transplant. Right. And on the East Coast, it's where I was from and there was always work. They knew me. They knew my work. But here I had to really step up out of my comfort zone and meet more people. I was, I even joined like mommy and me groups. I don't even have a baby. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I was just trying to be strategic marketing. I'm, I am very uh, business minded and I was just trying everything. I mean, you know, I I don't know. I was just trying everything. I reached out and I photographed everything that moved or didn't move. I mean, I created a body of work and to build a portfolio here in Monterey Things I used for marketing, I used The Knot, I did Yelp, Wedding Wire, Craigslist. There's a local magazine called The Weekly Magazine. I did an advertisement in that. I used Instagram and geotagged, you know, Monterey, Carmel, Big Sur for a month or two before moving here. And then while I was here, I was just trying to use Instagram. Mm -hmm. I actually even made like a thousand flyers. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was actually doing like guerrilla marketing, which was like, you know, old school marketing tactics, like kind of like going door to door and just knocking on the door and being like, hi, my name's Amanda. Like I'm a local photographer. I just moved here. I just want to offer you, um, I'm doing a 20% off on, on family portraits this year. Um, here's my info and, uh, I hope to see you soon. I love that. Um, I love that you weren't afraid to try everything and (laughs) everything and anything. Yes. No, I hadn't, I had no choice. It was just me and him here and we had nothing and no one. And, you know, I had to restart my business from scratch. And honestly, it was a real eye opener because I was doing well on the East coast. I I was, my next steps were to basically open up a studio, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I moved cross country and I, it was, you know, it was kind of quick. So I didn't have a ton of time to prep moving here and and as soon as I moved here, I almost had to, it, it felt as if I was starting my business over, you know, mm-hmm. and that's hard when you're like 10 years in and you're like, wow, this shouldn't be the case. You guys should know me, but they don't know mm-hmm. you, you know, so you have to work twice as hard. I did, you know, bridal shows. I did free shoots. I did cheaper shoots. The word of mouth. I talked about my business and I even went to, because I wasn't as busy as I thought I would be. I went to workshops and conferences Mm -hmm. and I met photographers in the California region, you Uh know, so that helped too. So all of Yes. And that's where we met. Yes. (laughs) Since moving to Carmel, when did you decide to open up your studio? Probably the third year in. The first year was kind of like a wash because I was marketing and I was hustling and I was trying to meet people and try to show everyone my albums and do bridal shows. The second year was slowly taking on jobs and building that portfolio. The third year was like, okay, we're not leaving. You know, people are recognizing that we're staying here. You know, we live in a military town and a lot of photographers would kind of come and go. Mm -hmm. And I think as soon as my, you know, local community realized like, hey, 
you know, I've heard your name a few times now. I decided to open up an office and a, and a studio. And I was like, you know, we're just going to, we're going to make this work. I started doing more corporate photography during the work, during the week. And that helped me, you know, really push forward financially, uh-huh. you know, like, okay, until the weddings start coming in, until, you know, those bigger um, events start coming in, I'm going to start doing headshots. We're going to start doing branding shoots. We're going to start doing a mini session if we had to, you know, just anything to get me, you know, financially prepared to open up a studio. But it took me three years to open up a a studio. So that's awesome. I know that's something a lot of people want to do, but are like a little too scared of with all the financial risks. So, but I think sometimes people think it is a financial risk, but for me, it's a blessing Mm -hmm. because I have this charming cute little cottage where I come to every day and I'm sitting in it right now and we're in a pandemic, right? right? So uh, there's no one here. It's just me. And I'm inspired being here. Like it's not my home. It's not Starbucks. Yes. It's a place that I come to. I have a cute little seating area. You know, half of it came from, you know, you know, goodwill. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter, but it's a space where I can have clients over. It's a space that I can come and be inspired. It's my space. Yes. So I feel like a lot of times people are afraid to have these things, mm-hmm. but like really it might boost your business, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like these things did boost my business because I have a professional space to invite clients mm-hmm. to. I have a spot where, you know, I can do work and be inspired and I have a spot where I can just, you know, close the computer at five o'clock and go home and have my balance. Life. Yeah, yeah. That's so. amazing. All great aspects that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think we focus so much on the risk, but not the potential reward that can come from doing something like that, opening a studio. Yeah. And I absolutely believe that. And um, actually there's, there's two quotes that have always stuck in my mind about risk. T.S. Eliot said, only those who will risk going too far can possibly find how far one can go. Mm. And I find that, yeah, that's so powerful, right? So I feel like taking risk is, you know, people need to take risks because they don't know how far they can go, you know? And if you take the risk and you fail, then you're wiser, right? So I love it. Yes, because if, you, if you're not failing, then you can't succeed, I think, so can't push yourself yeah. further amazing love it so do you still shoot any weddings on the east coast Amanda Rose or are you pretty much fully out here in the west coast now yeah so I'm still considered a bi-coastal photographer it's not 50 50 anymore which I actually really enjoy traveling just like a little bit less uh-huh. I took off one solid year from taking any weddings on the east coast because I wanted to boost my business on the west uh-huh. coast so after that one year, I'm probably around 70, 30 right now, love it. which I love because it gives me room to also do other destination weddings like Texas and Oregon and Florida or wherever, you know, the places right. I'll be this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we still do both. Awesome. Looking back at your journey, would you do anything differently? Yeah, so... <laughs> I think that's like such a good question because I don't know. I don't think we normally think of it that way, but I don't know. As I look back, I kind of feel like, I mean, I give a hundred percent of what I do. So I feel like at the time I was doing everything I could with what I had. If I could change something, I think I would have hired models and 
you know, bought tables and made my own little styled shoots at random places mm-hmm. where when the venue said no, uh-huh, you know, right. I feel like I should have pushed myself um, to improvise more. I mean, it's as photographers, like we're able to photograph something and make it look absolutely beautiful. And people are like, oh my God, where was that? It's like, that was my backyard. Right. It was not a venue. It was not a <laughs> yes. chateau. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like, so, uh, did you have a chance to go to Elizabeth Messina's masterclass at Hybrid Co? Yes. yes. They're just watching amazing. her photograph a model on a stool in front of like a sheet cloth, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the amazing works of art she made from that was really inspiring because I know I get caught up in the like, I need to have all the things. I need to have all the components of a, a style editorial. I need to have an amazing venue, you know. Yeah. And I'm actually the type of person that, you know, I don't do things until I have everything lined up and then I'll do mm-hmm. it. But I realize that, you know, done is better than perfect. Yes. So that's like my mind. Yeah. Done like, is better done than perfect. Is perfect. That's yeah. mine lately too. Yeah, <laughs> Just start it. Just do it. Like, yeah, why not? You know, cause nothing's ever going to be perfect and it's never, and you're never going to be ready. So just do it. You know, that was kind of like how I felt about, you know, moving to California. Like I did, I probably didn't have enough money saved. I probably didn't market enough, but I just did it. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I could survive out there. I could move my business. I can start over. Why not? We're photographers. Like, we can photograph anywhere, right? Exactly. So that's what that was my mindset. So I did it. <laughs> I think you did great for yourself. Five years later, very great. So before we end the conversation, out of curiosity, is running a wedding industry based business or a photography based business, does it look different coast to coast? Because you've experienced both of those. And I know both of us have been Northern California Girl. people most of our lives. So just has, is there anything that really differs in the industry coast to coast? Obviously I, I know venues will look a lot different depending on the scenery, but just in terms of running a business or how the wedding industry itself conducts business, does any of that look different East versus West? Yeah. I think I noticed a few differences for sure. I think the first thing I noticed was booking times. Um, on the East coast, I was booked out at least a year to a year and a half in advance. Yeah. And it was great because I had everything planned well in advance. I could, you know, really get to know my couples and invest in them. And I really enjoyed that. But here on the West coast, I mean, I would sometimes get calls six months out, a month Mm -hmm. out. I even had people like the weekend before, like, oh, hey, this weekend. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. Who are you? Like, <laughs> You're such okay. a destination you spot. Know? People are like, we'll get there and figure it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. You know, the second thing is I would say price point. I was making really good money on the East Coast with weddings. And, uh, you know, we ha- on the East Coast, there's, you know, New York City mentality, you know, they want what they want. They don't mind paying. They want the best of the best. And so the price point was there, mm-hmm. you know, I think on the West coast for a really long time and still on occasion, people will kind of ask me for a discount mm-hmm. or say like, Oh, Hey, I was thinking half that amount, you know, and it goes silent. It's like, Oh wow. Okay. You're like, so, I'm um, not thinking half that amount, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, It still gets me every time, but I mean, I understand California is so expensive, but I also think East Coast and West Coast value things a little differently. 
and I, that was the one difference that I still kind of, you know, I, every single time this comes up, I try to see it in their eyes, you know, and see where they're coming from, because that's the one thing that I think is a little bit different. The third thing is, and I don't want to offend anyone, but I feel like, you know, the East Coast have like a hustler mentality, you know, New York City, like go. And on the West Coast, there's so many people that are very casual and have a relaxed approach. And from my experience, it seems that seems to be the case. I can sometimes overwhelm people with the amount of information I want to give them. And I have, and I have a million projects and ideas going all at one time. And, but I think that's the entrepreneur in me, Mm -hmm. but I think, especially like you're saying, like those destination weddings that like, you know, come here and they want to elope for the, you know, that one weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're so casual about it, you know, and so relaxed, which is actually really beautiful. But I mean, I'm a planner. Like I want to plan for you. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we have time for everything. Like I can be really organic, no problem. But when people are paying me this amount, I want to deliver, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think, you know, being casual is a good thing, but also at the same time, like, I want to make sure that they know that I'm, I'm fully planned and prepared for them. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Do you, what do you see in the future for uh, your photography business? Yeah. So for me, I want to have, you know, associates kind of running the business for me. I want to be able to have a brand where we have film photographers doing family sessions, small elopements, maybe small intimate weddings, anything like big wedding wise. Like I want to be taking mm-hmm. it's my brand. It's my name. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the business that I want to be running. I don't want to be photographing forever. You know, mm-hmm. I want my business to be running on its own. I want to be able to kind of travel and have kids and, you know, kind of have a, a different life than just photographing all the time. Like it's wear and tear on our bodies, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like uh, it's hard on our backs. It's hard on our wrists. You know, we're squinting half the day. <laughs> like we're hunched over. <laughs> like it's, it's a lot. True. I see a chiropractor, you know, every week, but I think, yeah, I just want to have a, you know, a well-oiled machine, you know, business and running and serving my clients. So I love that. I think that you have such a good picture painted for where AGS Photo Art mm-hmm. is going, and we can't wait to see where it takes you. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for sharing everything with us. So if it's okay with you, um, we'd love to move into some fast facts to help our listeners learn about you a little more. So first question, <laughs> what do you Sorry. shoot with? I photograph with a Canon 5D Mark IV, Hasselblad 500CM, and a Contact 645. Oh, I want to know more about that Hasselblad in the future. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) So on your way either to or from a wedding day or a big event, do you have a snack or like a drive-thru meal that hits the spot? I do. And it differs per like on different coasts. So on the East coast, um, it's kind of like a ritual, I'm a little embarrassed to say, <laughs> but it's super unhealthy. It's a Dunkin' Donuts old fashioned. Oh, with, yeah. So, so we went good. to New York um, in the fall and made sure to go to Dunkin Donuts. a nice walk in Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> See, and it's not even like good coffee. But I just like it, you know? So I do a Dunkin' Donuts old fashioned, uh, donut and a medium, uh, ice black coffee. 
I don't think there are any Dunkin' Donuts on the West Coast, or at least there's nothing around mm-hmm. me. So I think I spotted um, one in California, but it was in some really random spot where I was like, who would even know that this is here? <laughs> yeah, it's probably best that they don't have them here, but but on the West Coast, you know, I'm completely different. I have a green smoothie that Jonathan makes oh for goodness. me, and I'm lucky enough to hopefully grab a pastry on yeah. the way. You're so, so. California now. <laughs> I know, right? It's like East and West Coast. I changed depending on where I'm at. I'm a chameleon. Do you have a favorite wedding pump-up jam? So I love music, but Kid Cudi, Nicki Minaj, and Khalid are my tops for sure. Love it. Is there a certain song that gets you really hyped up? I mean, not necessarily. Like anything Nicki Minaj, like she's just super like, powerful and influential and like she just gets me going as like a female Mm -hmm. like like I don't know I just like for her music I feel like she makes me feel like I can do whatever I want to do by myself you know yes women empowerment yes yeah so good so what's Mm -hmm. your favorite thing to do outside of photography um so I'm actually a huge foodie uh and craft cocktail type Mm. of person what's your current cocktail fave well, it's actually just a, a Moscow Mule at the yes. moment. It's one of my um, favorites. I say it's I say it's just a Moscow Mule because I've gone through so many different <laughs> phases of like shrubs and tinctures, but like honestly, a Moscow is just so refreshing. It's actually kind of classically called a buck, which is where you have like it's like a ginger syrup, which is like mm-hmm. your ginger beer with like a clear liquor and a little bit of club, and it's just refreshing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my I used to be a bartender and I worked in restaurants for years so philadelphia has a great food and wine scene Mm -hmm. like top so definitely awesome i wish i had bartending skills yes mine let me just pour something out real quick all right wine that's all i can do (laughs) (laughs) so what is the best education uh book podcast that you've learned from um so i'm a huge reader with business books I would say The Art of War, Seven Habits of the Highly Effective mm-hmm. People, and How to Win Friends and Influence mm, Some classics in there. <laughs> yeah, but they're classics for yes. a reason. So, I mean, it, they are definitely books that people need to read and understand, and they're just, they're so good. Yes. So, we will link to them in the show notes for anyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. What is one daring leap, Amanda Rose, that you've taken in your business or your life? Well, I'd say moving yes. to California. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a huge risk that I had to take, and I'm so happy I, I did it. What is one thing you feel like you're great at in your business? Um, I think one thing I'm really great at is being really business minded. I, as much as being an artist, I'm also I also believe that we need to be a business as well. I'm really good at separating how I feel about things and what's best for my business. Mm -hmm. I'm here to do what I love and I'm beyond lucky to do what I love, but I'm also here to make money and keep doing what Mm -hmm. I love. So I think I have a really strong, really strong understanding of of when to separate those feelings. Yes. I love that. Great balance. Yeah. A lot of people tend to forget about that business part and try to focus just on the art and, and the other parts just as important. Yeah. So I am all business. So I feel you there. 
<laughs> so Amanda Rose, where can they find you? Where can our listeners find you online? Find your studio, all of the above. Sure. So uh, online website is uh, www.agsphotoart.com. My Instagram handle is agsphotoart. We have a studio downtown in Monterey. It's called Sweet Q Photo. It's downtown Monterey on Cannery Row. And then we have my office is located in Carmel Valley. Carmel Valley. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, wait, should I be getting that? No, okay. you're good. <laughs> sorry. And do you have any special announcements or offers for our listeners? By the time this is live, our shop will be open. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everything from like wedding day checklists to what kind of lighting to buy, how to shoot off camera lighting, things like that. As well as I continue to offer like mentoring sessions, either in person or online. I offer a few options on length, depending on what the mentee's goals are. So please reach out and I'd love to help your business grow. And I do everything from workflow lighting, workflows to the lighting receptions and off-camera flash. So I'm an open book. Awesome. What is one thing you want to dare our listeners to do after they hear your episode? I dare you to take risks. If I hadn't moved cross country and started my business here, I wouldn't be where I am today. So true. Well, thank you so much, Amanda Rose, for chatting all about restarting your business and just the journey of your photography career. I learned so much. Yes. I'm, you're a hustler. That's yes. for sure. We loved hearing <laughs> all about it. Thank you so much. For yeah. Being thanks here. so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Amanda Rose of AGS Photo Art based in Carmel, California. I loved just how she talked about how she took risks to restart in a whole new part of the world and literally tried everything to get her name out there. Yes, she held nothing back on today's episode and held nothing back in her journey of restarting a business from all the different marketing strategies to what she did to find community once she was here on California. I am just so inspired and hope you all take to heart her dare for you to take risks in your business too. Yes, so we'll catch you next time on Dare to Develop. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley. See you later. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodevelopodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way.